Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome to Rudy Maxa's World. I am Rudy Maxa, your genial radio show host. Well, I'm generally genial. Got a great hour coming up. We're going to start with a look at some of the best places to catch Sunday evening's Super Bowl. Then we're going to go down to New Orleans and chat with the editor-in-chief of Forbes magazine, our friend Randall Lane, who's going to offer a glimpse of the big party scene going on this weekend, if we can get him out of bed. I don't, I don't know. I think he was out Friday night and having a ball. Then we're going to meet a fascinating and, to my perception, largely unheralded man. His name is Rolf Schellenberger, and he's the guy who invented frequent flyer programs 32 years ago. He did it for American Airlines at a time when his colleagues scoffed at the notion. Those programs, of course, grew up to be among the one of the main ways that airlines win or retain brand loyalty. And uh, Rolf Schellenberg has got some very firm opinions on how airlines have been handling their frequent flying programs since he, uh, since he left the airline uh, business. And Chris McGinnis, who was on the program last week discussing Delta's new requirement that uh, frequent flyers are going to have to start spending a certain amount of money on Delta tickets to achieve elite status next year, well, he just returned from Tokyo. And that's a city that changes constantly, and I wanted to hear his report. And if you've been putting off planning a trip for your significant other this Valentine's Day, Susan Breslow Sardone from honeymoonsabout.about.com has some relationship-saving ideas for you. But first, let's take a quick look at some news from the world of travel this week. The Shard, London's tallest skyscraper, opened to the public Friday near London Bridge, and it was instantly named in the British press as being the very best place to overlook the city. In fact, the ultra-modern 87-story building is the highest building in the European Union. And it gets its name, the Shard, from a very distinctive pyramid shape that's entirely covered in glass. So it sort of looks like an inverted icicle or a chip of broken glass. From the 68th to the 72nd floor, there's a, a, new, uh, there's a viewing gallery with an open-air observation desk called, deck called the View from the, the Shard. And uh, the bathrooms up there, the British press have been delighted to show views from out of the uh, bathrooms, offer some of the very best views. It's reported that on a clear day, even from the bathrooms, you can see 40 miles. There's a swanky Shangri-La hotel there and 10 luxury condos on sale, about $50 million each. The Shard will also house several floors of restaurants and shops under office space. It's not far from the London Bridge, but take your credit card with you if you're going to go up and take a view from the observation deck. Admission is about $39 per adult. On Thursday night aboard Flight 473 from L.A. to Seattle, the captain passed out, forcing the first pilot to take over and divert the flight to Portland, Oregon. The 116 passengers and five crew members landed without incident in Portland, and the captain was treated by medical personnel. Alaska Airlines said the captain was probably suffering from the flu or food poisoning. He was reported doing better the following day. He'd been flying for Alaska Airlines for 28 years. The first officer had 11 years at Alaska Airlines. A Chicago resident and United Airlines frequent flyer wasn't too happy when United merged with Continental and devalued its frequent flyer program. George Lagan was upset that United revoked his Million Milers, Million Milers lifetime premier executive status, bumping him down to a lower tier gold status. He was also irritated that Million Milers, like he, went from receiving a 100% bonus on miles flown to 50%. And so this is America? He sued. And he sued on behalf of all other million milers. United said it had the right to alter its frequent flyer program, says it right there on its website. But Lagan argued that the case of million milers, that was a binding contract. And this week, believe it or not, a federal judge rejected United's request that the lawsuit be thrown out and said, quote, 
It's undeniable the plaintiff claims he has and continues to suffer an injury based on his lost benefits. At this stage of the litigation, the court finds it plausible that defendants had a contract with Million Mile members that differed from the contract they had with other Mileage Plus members, unquote. We'll keep an eye on this one. Now, if your television isn't big enough or if you like to watch big football games with others, Brooke Fernsick from TripAdvisor has some places you might want to consider this to see the Super Bowl. Uh, Brooke, first of all, did I pronounce your last name right? Got it, Brooke Forensic. Forensic. Oh, it is forensic. It's an unusual spelling, but it is. Well, welcome to the show. First of all, how is hey, this? Hey, thanks li- for having me. How is this list of these great bars to, uh, to 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 view the Super Bowl compiled? Sure, TripAdvisor.com put together this list of ten great sports restaurants and bars that are owned and named after NFL players, so that fans can really get that extra football connection when they take in the game. So. Um, you know, I think football is certainly America's most popular sport, but we know that America, that eating is always going to be our favorite pastime. Oh, and these are great spots from around the country. You know, I think that the common theme you'll, you'll find is that you know, sports fans certainly love their, their red meat, and these restaurants deliver. Um, but these are more than your typical, you know, run-of-the-mill sports bars with flat-screen TVs and a beer selection. A lot of these places actually offer some really high-level fine cuisine and amazing beer lists and wine lists as well. And, and you know, we don't have time for you to describe each one of these or, or even several of them, but I want to point out that many of them are owned by former NFL players. Do you want to run down some of them in the cities they're in, please? Sure thing. Yeah, I mean, Elway's downtown is in Denver, Colorado, and uh, that is a terrific steakhouse that's owned by the former Denver Bronco legend John Elway. And, of course, as you'd imagine, the steakhouse has terrific steaks. People, travelers, rave about it on TripAdvisor, as well as the fried steak bites. It's a great place to go for the game. All right, I just just want to say we do not have time to go into descriptions because we only got a couple minutes left, Brooke. So give us us the cities and the names of the players that, that own these places or are involved in the places. Sure. So Shorts Burger and Shine is in Iowa City, Iowa, and that is co-owned by NFL kicker Nate Kading. Joe Theismann's Restaurant is in Alexandria, Virginia, and uh, that's a great spot as well. Mike Ditka's Restaurant is in Chicago, Illinois, of course. Uh, that's also owned by the former NFL great Mike Ditka. Um, I have to tell you, they do have duh pork chop. <laughs> um, Eddie George's Grill, uh, Grill 27, is in Columbus, Ohio, and that's that's also uh, that's named after the former Titan and, and Heisman Trophy winner Eddie George. Um, continuing to go down the list, we've got Jerome Bettis's Grill 36 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and of course Jerome Bettis was the Pittsburgh Steeler legend. It's it's uh, it's named after this legend and. Next on the list, Vince Young Steakhouse in Austin, Texas, and that's where Vince Young went to college, uh, University of Texas. Um, Manning's Restaurant is in New Orleans, um, so anybody down for the Super Bowl should check that out. I bet that but, place uh, is booked uh, this weekend. Yeah, I, w- I would think there might be a few people there this weekend, and that's in the Warehouse District, and it's owned by not Peyton or Eli, but their dad, Archie Manning. Okay. Um, but certainly you can find a lot of great Manning memorabilia there. Um, Favre's Steakhouse, Brett Favre's Steakhouse in Green Bay, as you'd expect, where, where Green Bay Packer legend Brett Favre played. Uh, and last on the list is Brother Jimmy's, which is in New York City on 2nd Avenue, and that's a great spot. It's actually owned by uh, several NFL players, including Jonathan Vilma, John Beeson, and G.J. Williams. Well, I did you a disservice when I introduced you, and we've only got about 20 seconds left, but I, I, I refer to these as bars, and these are clearly 
full-service restaurants, all of them. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they, they are certainly more than just a sports bar. You can go there and enjoy a really nice dinner, great steaks. You'll still get the bar, the sports bar fare that you might look for, pot stickers and nachos and things of that nature, but as well as a great steak, a wonderful wine list, and a good selection of beers. Excellent job, Rook. You got it in. Thank you very much for tipping us off. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Brooke Forensic is a travel expert with TripAdvisor.com. Uh, and you just, I didn't know there were that many NFL players involved in, or NFL players' families even, involved in um, full-service restaurants. All right. Stick around in just a moment. Just coming up after the break, we're going to talk with one of the guys who began the first frequent flyer program. Well, now we know who to blame. World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. At Granger, we understand running a facility means wearing a lot of hats. One minute you're replacing a condenser fan motor, the next you're swapping out fluorescent bulbs. That's why we offer over 900,000 products in 31 product categories. Many ready right when you need them, from HVAC equipment to safety supplies. Whatever you need, even if it's a new hat. Yeah, we've got those too. To help keep your business running efficiently, call, click Granger.com, or stop by a branch today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. And I'm delighted and, and I would even say honored to be joined by a 50-year veteran of the commercial aviation industry. His name is Rolf Schellenberger, and he is the guy who helped bring you one of the first frequent, well, the first frequent flyer program in the United States from American Airlines low these, I think, like 31 years ago. Am I right, Rolf? Yes, you are. And we talked, of course, before you came on the show, and what I found interesting is you said you had a lot of skeptics around the hallways in the executive suites of American Airlines. They, what did they think? This was like, like going to be a gimmick like CB radio? These frequent flyer programs wouldn't do anything or they'd go away in a year? There was some ob- 
objection to the design of the program, and mainly it was from people that were in the accounting department rather than in the marketing department. Right, because it did, as we all know, frequent flyer programs became incredibly powerful marketing devices as a way to retain brand loyalty. I was looking online, and in 2006, so that's six, seven years ago, you were participating in an online sort of, I guess, dialogue with others, and there was a question raised in which the person who uh, was monitoring it said, you know, um, people are really getting dissatisfied with, uh, with frequent flyer programs. It seems to take more and more miles to claim awards, so things are getting devalued and so on. And even back then, this is again 2006, you agreed with that. Um, you said in, in, in brief definitely that, that, that airlines are, are, are really making atrocious profits and they're not paying attention to their frequent flyer programs and they're milking them. As you sit back here in the start of 2013 and look at frequent flyer programs, what do you think? Well, they did almost kill the golden goose, but I, I, I think that they, they've come around to an understanding that the purpose of the program is not to maximize the revenue. Uh, from specific travelers, but more to maximize the revenue by reaching out and gaining people, loyalty from people who may not be loyal or may not be frequent travelers. Well, I think you've hit it right on the head, Ralph. Is it loyalty or is it maximizing revenue? When two weeks ago, Delta became the first of the so-called legacy carriers, that being there are fewer and fewer of them, American, U.S. Airways, Continental, and Delta, became the first of those carriers to say, okay, beginning in 2014, not only do you have to fly X number of miles or X number of segments, you also have to spend X number of dollars on our tickets in order to achieve elites, the various levels of elite status. That would speak more to revenue than loyalty, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And I'm concerned about it because, again, it's the people in the counting house counting money rather than customers. And and if you were in charge of Delta Airlines, I gather you probably wouldn't have done that. No, I wouldn't. I, my feeling on this whole thing is that it's a reward for people who are loyal to you. Therefore, uh, you should not put any financial restriction on it that only the elite, only the people who can overly afford, if you will, to travel uh, will become the, the residue of the frequent flyer program. They will be the ones that are sitting in the f seats in front first class. They'll be the ones that uh, will be taking their families to Hawaii and whatnot. Well, the poor schmo... I won't have that opportunity because they're going to ra keep raising the, the ante on it. The one thing that's interesting about the, the whole program is that it was so successful that it, it just became out of hand. And we had trouble right, right at the beginning of it in that we ran out of seats, first-class seats to Hawaii, <laughs> right, <laughs> which was not in the cards. And so is that when capacity control on award tickets came into being? I think it came as a, not that soon, but ultimately that's where it came from. 
My guest is Rolf Schellenberger. He spent 50 years uh, in the commercial aviation industry, and he brought you American Airlines' frequent flyer program. It was his idea. Not everybody liked it, American, but, boy, was it a good idea. Um, Rolf, well, let's, let's turn it around. Let me play devil's advocate here. You say these programs should be to reward loyalty, not necessarily the people who buy, whose companies usually buy them the most expensive tickets because they're flying at the last minute or they're authorized to fly business or first class. But... Can you see the airline's argument that we have so many frequent flyers and we do want to maximize revenue, so we do want to reward those who spend the most money as opposed to those who stay up all night trying to figure out how to do a mileage run for $350 that will give them four, you know, 20,000 miles? It's a question, but I think there is an answer to it that, question, that raises a question because it is no longer a reward. It's something you buy. Uh-huh. You're buying it by spending more money than you might need to. And very often it's other people's money is that is being spent to exactly. earn miles. And that's the danger part of it. I think I made the comment that uh, you'll find first classes full of lawyers and, uh, and uh, people who do consulting work. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you also aren't too happy about the number of fees that are getting stacked on to claiming award miles. You know, if you claim award miles uh, outside of a 21-day advance window and some airlines are going to charge you $75 or $100, which always really irritated me because it doesn't take cost any more to issue an award ticket the day before the flight than it does to issue it 23 days before the flight. It's both a keystroke on the – each a keystroke on the computer. Am I correct? Yes, and I am – outraged. The first thing that I ever got mad about after I uh, left America and took early retirement was this business of uh, ripping off people who wanted to change for some reason their plans. Oh, exactly, with, by putting a fee on it, even though it doesn't really take a whole lot of labor to change the, the flight. Yeah. And and, you know, I, I know British Airways, I once tried, I've got lots of miles on British Airways, and I tried to get a free ticket, but they said, okay, your ticket's free, but the taxes and fees you have to pay. And, Rolf, on a ticket that might cost $1,000 to fly between, I don't know, you know, U.S. city and London, about 780 of that is taxes and fees. That's the problem. You know, what's happened here? That's not a free ticket for me. No, it's not a free ticket for you, but the, it's the the taxing people well, that's true. in England yeah. who have made travel in and out of Britain ridiculously high-priced. And, and it's because of this uh, insane desire to milk the, the sheep and the dog and the cow as well for everything they can get out of it. And this is taxing authorities who are doing it, and it's unfortunate, very that unfortunate. Is, that is true, and it's unfortunate British Airways bills you for it, but there you go. Let me ask you, I think maybe our last question. When the frequent flyer program, when the Advantage program began at American Airlines, were there elite levels, or were those added later? They were added later. I thought so. Okay. Yes. In, in the first year, in fact, I was a platinum before... Uh, after I left America, and I became a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> you were but flying in the front of the plane, right? <laughs> but I was riding around first class all the time. 
but they had to be platinum in order to get first class. Of course. And that's the the elite thing became a money progress. Well, it's the same thing as before. The airlines lose track of the customer and the customer's needs and just impose a cost because it's an opportunity to do so. And the airlines make a lot of money from frequent flyer programs, don't they? This is not something they suffer from. No, it's a very, very valuable source of revenue. Because they sell these miles to hotels and rental car companies and everybody in the world who wants them, and they, they pocket the money, and a lot of them don't get used. Yeah, that's right. People well, we're all credit I, cards. Oh, the cr- of course, credit cards. How could I forget credit cards? You were going to yeah, say about the credit cards. That, well, that's probably the biggest one, and they're buying the miles on the small fees that they pay or that they charge to their cardholders for uh, interest or what have you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, well, I hope American Airlines sends you a big fat check every month because you really started something that's really worked. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Ralph. Ralph Schellenberger is the guy who brought you American Airlines the, uh, Advantage Program, the first uh, frequent flyer program in the United States. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. When you're running a facility, safety is key. That's why Granger offers over 80,000 diverse safety products, all to help you reduce injuries and downtime and keep up with regulations. You might say safety's our middle name. Yep, Granger Safety, uh, Granger. Uh, you get the idea. Now through November 30th, save off the Granger catalog price with 25% off select DuPont protective clothing and 30% off Ansel products. Just call clickgranger.com or stop by a branch today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Love hardwood? Get it for up to 59% less at Lumber Liquidator's Hardwood Flooring Sale. Bellawood prefinished Brazilian hardwood is up to 47% less. Prefinished birch, just $169 a square foot. Our best laminates are 20% off our already incredibly low prices. Plus, get special extended financing. Don't miss out. These unheard of deals are available only while supplies last. Hardwood flooring sale is going on now. So visit LumberLiquidators.com or get to your local store today. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Chris McGinnis joins us. He was on last week talking about the new Delta frequent flyer rules for next year on how to achieve elite status by spending more money as opposed to flying more more miles. He is the editor of The Ticket. It's a, a website he curates, a, a blog that looks at all things Delta. I'll give you that. Uh, uh, well, it's... Uh, I'll, I'll give you the URL eventually. But, uh, Chris, welcome back to the show. We just had your friend Rolf Schellenberger on, who you put me in touch with. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, great. That's, that's great to hear. Rolf is a great man. He is. He is. And he's not too happy with the way Freakin' Flyer programs are going. No, he's sure not. Being, being the, 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 I guess, the father or the grandfather or the godfather of those, of those programs, yeah, he's he not happy is. about it. You wrote a great piece on 
uh, taking a business trip to Tokyo for BBC.com. Uh, that's a city, uh, I said during the show introduction, that changes all the time, and I haven't been there, I don't know, maybe in four years. Uh, I hope to go this summer, but uh, I gather it, it's still changing. <laughs> it just keeps changing. It does keep changing, and you know, the, I mean, the biggest thing about Tokyo right now is that it is fully recovered from the effects of the uh, earthquake and tsunami that Japan experienced uh, almost two years ago. I, I believe it happened in late February 2011, so we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of that, and that basically uh, shut down travel to Tokyo completely. Business travel, leisure travel, everyone just stopped going because they were waiting for the country to recover, and there was the fear of radiation and all that. But, um, you know, having just come back from Tokyo, um, I have to say that, I mean, it is as vibrant as ever. There's a really interesting hotel scene, new hotels going up all over the place, a lot of competition now. The Japanese have come back in. And, and they're trying their best to, to uh, take their rightful place at the top of the heap in terms of luxury hotels. They want to take it away from the Shangri-Las and the Ritz-Carlton's and the Four Seasons that have moved in. And so there's a, there's a lot of activity, a lot going on. I really enjoyed myself. And all this, and you don't have to tip anywhere either. <laughs> That's the best part about Japan is that, I mean, they, it's, it's, it's not only do you not have to tip, if you do tip, They'll give you your money back. They, 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 they think that maybe you've made a mistake or that you've lost it. I mean, there are stories of, of waiters and waitresses chasing people down the street saying, hey, you left some money on your table. Here, take it. Take it. <laughs> it is, uh, it's just not part of their culture at all, which is, which is refreshing, I have to say. I've got to tell you, I first visited Tokyo a long, long time ago, and it's one of those cities that every time I – and I'm now in that very comfort zone. Every time I go back, I like it more. The first time was a little bewildering. Yeah. Uh, but 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 every time I go back, I, I I like it more and more, and I think that that recommends it to tourists or to visitors. Yeah, it's I mean, to, I, I, it wasn't really high on my list of places I I wanted to go, and that's why I waited so late in my life to even go. The first time I went was about five years ago, and then this was my second trip. Um, but once I got there, I really I really liked it. You know, not not only for the design and you know the hotels and the the city and the lights and you know everything so modern and so futuristic. But at the core of it all, it, there are such a nice, warm, polite, and wonderful people that just welcome welcome you in. You know, no questions asked. It's so uh, kind of cozy in a way. So it, it has this kind of warm, cozy core where they like to have you know meals in small restaurants and drink tea and eat unagi and um, <laughs> there, there's something really nice about the, the the whole package and this is a country that maybe 20 years ago when time inc when, when time magazine would have a cover story saying japan inc you know when it was the impression japan was buying everything in the world when it was booming yeah. that had an impression of being you know xenophobic that it uh, didn't welcome uh, foreigners but i've certainly never found that to be true and i agree with you it's a very warm city and yeah. uh, they're very happy to see you and i i i, I think folks ought to uh, give it a try. It's not just a business city. That's right. You know, a, re a really cool thing happened when I was there. I always thought that Tokyo was a, a wind, you know, kind of a, a wintry city that it snowed there a lot. But I was there, and it snowed about four inches one day, and they were all just taken aback and said, "This never happens in Tokyo." But it was gorgeous. I was, as it was happening, I was right in front of the uh, the new station or the new Tokyo station which is a 100-year-old right. building that they've just finished renovating that's gorgeous, right in the heart of town in Maranucci. And, they, I mean, they had just taken the, the scaffolding down off the outside, and it's this beautiful red brick building, and the snow was coming down, and, you know, people were scuttling around and all so surprised that this 
that this snowstorm uh, was happening. It was a it was a fun a fun day. And that's the station where the high speed trade, what Shinjuku, what is it called, the high speed train? That the, comes, the Shinkansen train. Shinkansen train, you're right. And can I just describe what happens when that train pulls in? <laughs> well, I only got one minute. I know you're the guest, but there there are women in ver- impeccable clean white housekeeping uniforms waiting there with broom and 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 wastebasket, and they're standing right exactly where each door will open. And after everyone exits, they go in there and go through that entire train, and it, it's quite phenomenal to watch, isn't it? But but the most phenomenal thing, Rudy, that that always There's amazes nothing me there. on, any, on on any train or any bus is that as you drive into the station or pull into the station, they bow to yes. the vehicle that you're in that they're getting ready to clean in honor of it. It's amazing. And the other footnote is, I noticed when the when the women did go through to clean, there was hardly anything to clean, and and not short, not long after I got back from Tokyo, I had a reason to take Amtrak between New York and Washington. Oh you, my God! You get off there, it looks like you know people were dumping trash cans out all over the place, newspapers everywhere, drinks, soda pop. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Oh, Chris, well, all right. If you'd like to read Chris's piece on Tokyo, if this whets your appetite, let me. The easiest thing for me to do is just go to Google, do any search engine, and type in BBC. Toke and Tokyo and Chris McGinnis, M-C-G-I-N-N-I-S, and you can find it. Or is there an easier way, Chris? Yeah, or just uh, enter uh, BBC Business Trip Tokyo. There you go. And Chris's uh, uh, blog is theticket-atlanta.com, all about Delta Airlines. Thanks, Chris. Okay, thank you. Rudy Max's world is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. When you're running a facility, safety is key. That's why Granger offers over 80,000 diverse safety products, all to help you reduce injuries and downtime and keep up with regulations. You might say safety's our middle name. Yep, Granger Safety, uh, Granger. Hey, you get the idea. Now through November 30th, save off the Granger catalog price with 25% off select DuPont protective clothing and 30% off Ansel products. Just call quickgranger.com or stop by a branch today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Love hardwood? Get it for up to 59% less at Lumber Liquidator's Hardwood Flooring Sale. Bellawood prefinished Brazilian hardwood is up to 47% less. Prefinished birch, just $169 a square foot. Our best laminates are 20% off are already incredibly low prices. Plus, get special extended financing. Don't miss out. These unheard of deals are available only while supplies last. Hardwood flooring sale is going on now. So visit LumberLiquidators.com or get to your local store today. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. Alka-Seltzer Plus presents The Cold Truth. I have a cold. I took NyQuil cold and flu, but I'm still stumped up. Well, it may treat many cold symptoms, but it doesn't have a nasal decongestant. 
Really? Try Alka-Seltzer Plus Night Liquid Gels to relieve your worst cold symptoms, including your stuffy nose. Oh, that sounds much better. And soon, so will you. Alka-Seltzer Plus Night Liquid Gels. Oh, what a relief it is. Use as directed. And save a dollar when you visit Alka-Seltzer on Facebook. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. 43 minutes after the hour, and if you haven't picked up Forbes magazine lately, I certainly recommend you do so. Uh, it's really quite lively and fascinating reading, and that's due largely to its editor, Randall Lane, who's an old friend of mine and who has really taken that magazine and made it something special. And he is, we find him today in the Super Bowl city of New Orleans. Hi, Randall. Thanks for getting up for us. Hey, Rudy, you bet. And, yeah, it's still early <laughs> Yeah, on Super Bowl New Orleans time. They don't really move here until about 2 p.m. And as I talked to Randall Lane live, I know a lot of our stations time shift the show to later on Saturday and certainly on Sunday, but as we're talking live at 11.43 in the morning to him in New Orleans, and you sound a little sleepy there. Have you been to a couple parties? Uh, they uh, Things pretty much start here about sunset and uh, they end about dawn, so it, it's funny because I've been here for Mardi Gras and I've been here for Jazz Fest, and this is... Uh, I don't know what you might call this, like football Mardi Gras. It's uh, it's got uh, a lot of those elements, and you have people in the streets and throwing beads, and except there's football. It's very, it's a little surreal, actually. Now, who are all the, the these high roller parties for? Are they for people who paid a lot of money to come to the game? Are they for advertisers on television, uh, friends of football players? It's funny the, the Super Bowl has become actually a giant media event. You've got it's just an excuse basically for uh, every television network magazine newspaper to come and uh, and entertain it's uh so there are literally hundreds of thousands of people here who have no plans to go to the game who are just <laughs> here for the because you can only put eighty thousand people in the in the stadium so and there's about a half million people here right now who've uh, who've come down so by definition you've got four hundred thousand twenty four hundred twenty thousand people kind of wandering the streets here just here for the for the experience and and so are these corporations who are uh, treating valued customers to a weekend yes, in New yes, Orleans? There's, there's tons of corporate entertaining. If you look in the streets, I mean, there are all sorts of tour buses. I, it's funny. I was walking uh, yesterday. I uh, had some time in the afternoon and decided to actually do a little culture, believe it or not. And I went to the. Uh, I tried to go to the uh, Civil War Museum, which used to be called the Confederate Museum, but they've they've renamed. Mm. Uh, and it was closed, and there was an Audi. <laughs> uh, front, and the uh, and they closed the museum for the entire weekend, and they had Audis kind of right next to uh, kind of all the Johnny Reb statues, and uh, <laughs> you knew kind of you know what the emphasis is this weekend down here in New Orleans. It's, uh, I, were the Germans summer. involved in the Civil War? I was a little bad in history, but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, all, all, 
I will say the Confederate Museum is next to the World War II Museum, and that too has a lot of things going on, although they did stay <laughs> open. So I, I salvaged a little culture here. Maybe the Confederate soldiers drove Audis to the front. I don't again. I don't remember exactly. But that's, that's... Uh, one might have been shorter. But... Well, how did you even get a hotel room? I mean, hotels must have been booked a year ago. Hotels are probably, hotels are tough, and we have a we have a um, uh, press. Obviously, press can get they hold uh, hotel rooms for press since they have besides uh, about five hundred thousand people. Teams there are about five hundred thousand press members. Uh, I was in the press room yesterday uh, doing some coverage, and I have been to uh, political conventions that have a smaller press room than the Super Bowl press room. It is. It is like going to a trade show. The press room so big. They even have it's funny because you think, oh, it's a press room, and they've got like a little, you know, maybe they've got a little someplace you can get the water. Gatorade has sponsored an entire Gatorade bar that's the size of a real, like, you know, live bar. It must be, you know, five thousand square feet where you can just go belly up to the bar and get any flavor of Gatorade you want. That's in the press room. <laughs> so it's a media event. It's a corporate event. As far as I could tell, the kind of the third priority here is football, uh, uh, but I think that'll probably change tomorrow. Well, have you run into anybody directly involved with football in the two or th- two and a half days you've been there? It's funny because if you go, you know, anywhere near the convention center, uh, where all the press are kind of, you know, sequestered or not sequestered, but that's where all the press conferences are. If there's anybody who's even remotely <laughs> <laughs> related to football because the press so far outweighs the football people that anybody, if you were a third string punter uh, for a Division three college team and you show up, you will have 30 press members swarm you trying to get you know any little tidbit that they can kind of feedback that they feel semi-exclusive. So it's a kind of a it's a kind of surreal thing because there are some football people around, but they get you get mobbed uh, at least if you go anywhere near the press because you know so many you know you've got. X thousand outlets trying to compete for you know any kind of crumb of exclusive yeah. news. So if you're a college roommate of one of the quarterbacks, you're golden down there, right? Oh man, you can you know you could sell your story probably. You can make a make a fortune, maybe enough to buy a ticket. Well, have a great time. We got ten seconds left. Where are you watching the game, Randall? I'll be watching the game from the Super Bowl. Oh my goodness! And All I'll right, well, have a... you can check it. You know, you can. I'll be following with all my feet. I'll be. Updates from inside the Super Bowl. Have a great time. Randall Lane is the editor of Forbes magazine. He's reporting from New Orleans from the Super Bowl scene. Thank you, Randall. Talk to you later. Thank you. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Before we join Susan Breslow-Sardone with some romantic getaways for Valentine's Day and some ideas, I just want to give you a couple deals real fast. There's the cash register. The Red Mountain Resort in British uh, Columbia, Canada, is letting you ski for free if you book three nights of accommodations by February 8th. So that's pretty soon, about a week from now. Two free adult tickets with each uh, room night you stay. Check it out at redresort.com. Tourcrafters has got a very well-priced classical Paris in winter ground package. It's good till March 17th. It's about $1,100 per person. It includes uh, private airport transfer when you arrive in Paris. Six nights in a charming three-star hotel. Six breakfasts, one lunch, a sightseeing cruise on the River Seine. 
uh, five-day Paris visit pass, a two-day museum pass to get you in uh, places like the Louvre and et cetera for free, and a one-day hop-off, hop-on, hop-off uh, sightseeing tour bus. You can find it at tourcrafters.com if you click on special offers and choose France. Now, I'll tell you, the website says it's $984. The press release I got said 1129 So either way, I think it's a pretty good deal. Tourcrafters.com, classical Paris in winter. Susan Breslow-Sardone writes all about honeymoon trips and romantic places to get away. She does it all year round for honeymoons.about.com. And I joined to ask her, for, uh, ask her to join us here to talk about if you haven't planned to get away for Valentine's Day, uh, maybe she's got some ideas. Or alternatively, you could promise your Valentine's a future getaway and deliver it in a nice card. Susan, welcome to the show. What do you, what do you advise to people who haven't made any plans if, uh, if they want to get away for Valentine's Day? Too late? Oh, it's not necessarily too late. And there's some really wonderful packages out there now. Give us some examples. Well... I don't know anyone who doesn't relish a gift of chocolate on Valentine's Day, and there's an inn in Napa Valley that takes chocolate decadence to a whole new level. At Auberge du Soleil, there's a package where a couple gets a private spa suite stocked with three kinds of chocolate mask, dark, milk, and white, and they get to paint one another. Neatness doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then, <laughs> when they're ready, massage therapists come in and wrap them, and the warmth helps moisturize the skin. Mm. And while they're wrapped up like human burritos, they get scalp and foot massages. Mm. When the time's up, they get to shower it all off in a private outdoor garden, and that's followed by a full-body massage with chocolate-infused oil. And in what may seem like an embarrassment of riches, they top off the experience in their private suite with a selection of handmade chocolate truffles. That may just do about do it for me for chocolate, and I love chocolate. But, <laughs> <laughs> all right, what else you got, Susan? <laughs> well, um, you know, for couples who prefer a no-fuss, no-must romantic getaway, um, there's an indulgent one at Bellagio. Fly into Vegas, where you're picked up by a limo and whisked to a special check-in for a Lakeview suite that overlooks the famous dancing waters. Mm-hmm. And in addition to the almost obligatory chocolate-covered strawberries, there's a comp bottle of fine champagne, a couple's massage for 50 minutes, and the evening's topped off with dinner at one of the hotel's Michelin star restaurants, either Picasso or Michael Minna. So that's a really nice romantic. Nice. Uh, and do you know what that costs? Um, I do. It is. Um, it starts at about a thousand dollars plus tax. Okay. Well, I know d- dinner at Michael Mina is going to set you back three or four hundred dollars right there. So it might exactly. not be a bad deal at all. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have time? For, we have. Got, we got time for another one. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, the one that I really like, I like something a little exotic. Mm-hmm. So how about going to Istanbul for Valentine's yeah, Day? Absolutely. And it's really possible. Okay, first of all, there's a new hotel in the Taksim district, which is kind of like modern Istanbul. It's called Marty. And it has a package that I call the four C's, a couple's massage, candles, chocolate, and a special cocktail with sparkling wine, raspberry liqueur, and pomegranate seeds. And what makes it possible is that Turkish Airlines, which is a great modern fleet, has a special deal from JFK to Istanbul between February 8th and February 17th, and it's only $450 round trip, which is a great price. That's ridiculous, 450 round trip. I know. That is <laughs> Let fabulous. Let's go. And what is the name of the hotel, the Marti? How do you spell that? M-A-R-T-I. 
So you'd go to the Mar- find the Martis website to book the Valentine's Day deal and, and then book the travel separately. Exactly. Mm, I like that. All right. I don't. I don't know if we have. Oh, I don't know if we have time for one. We got time for one more, real fast. Go ahead. How about Mexico, Las Alamandas, which is in Costa Alegre, about uh, an hour south of Puerto Vallarta. Uh, two nights in Ocean View Suite, lime margaritas when you get there, uh, all-inclusive gourmet meals, plus a romantic candlelight dinner. And what I really like is they include a one-hour horseback ride on the beach for two. Lovely. How's that? And cost, you know? That is um, 1674 for two people, two nights. Okay, and, uh, and where do you fly into? Um, I guess you fly into Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta, okay, and then probably take a car. I have. Right. Do I? Can I warn you about Valentine's Day? It's on a Thursday, and the Monday after it is President's Day, so it is a busy holiday weekend. Oh, and if okay. the package that you want is booked, or you just can't get away, then I have a selection of travel gift cards on honeymoons.about.com that people can buy online, slip into a card, and present with a box of chocolates so that the couple can travel at their leisure. Excellent. Thank you very much, Susan. You're welcome, Rudy. Susan Breslow-Sardone is the curator of honeymoons.about.com. You can go there year-round to look for great ideas to do with your significant other. And that about wraps up Rudy Max's world for this uh, weekend. Hope you'll join me again next weekend. I want to thank Jeff Ryder, our engineer, and uh, Anna Schofield is my executive producer. Both of them make this possible. I'm Rudy Maxa. Have a lovely week. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.